of times when we are developing a Rails application, we really just want to get some content created. And while Rails does promote for very fast prototyping, it's often easy to get yourself in trouble as far as performance is concerned. So in this episode, we're going to look at a few things that we can do to just become aware of issues in our application that we are creating, as well as some mitigating factors. So in our console log here, we can see that we are getting the request to our movies, and this is to a show action. So this going to our movies controller and to the show action, and within here, our application is picking out the movie to display some content, and then we are looking at all the different quotes that users have submitted. And for each quote that a user has submitted, we're also going to show the user's name. And so there's a lot of things that we can do to improve this. The first problem that you can see is that we have an M plus one query where we're loading a quote and then we're loading the user for each quote. And while Rails does try to help mitigate some of this, as you can see with caching, so this SQL query has already been called for this particular request. So it's not going to run this query again, but instead it's going to pick it from its cache. However, this is still not best practice because it still has to do some calculations to determine if this query has already been ran and there is still some overhead. And the next thing that you can see is that on each one of these partial renders, we're making another database call. And that's often a good indicator that the code can be improved. And if we scroll down, and at the end, you can see where we have some additional informational text, and this is provided by a gem called Bullet. And it's basically given us some hinters of what we can do to help improve this so we are avoiding a M plus one query. And so this is the rendered view where we are at the movie show action, and then we're listing out the name of the movie on a separate table. We are picking up the quote, and then at the end, we are getting the user who submitted that quote. So the next thing that we're going to look at is in a situation where we are making database calls from a partial, we actually want to throw away error whenever we are on our development or test environment. So that way we can fix that problem before it actually gets shipped out to production. However, we would not want to throw an error within our production environment if we're making a query within our partial. So we will need to have some escape logic there. However, what it'll look like is if we refresh the page, we'll get a strict queries SQL within view error, and then it'll just show us the query that made this offending call. And in our application trace, we can go back to see which exact line that made this. So to get started with the bullet gem, I'm going to add the bullet gem into the development group because this gem is just going to be a dependency of our development process. So we'll add a new line within the group development block. And we'll just put in bullet. Be sure to run bud on restart rails application. And then within our config initializers, we'll create a bullet.rb file. And within here, we have to explicitly enable bullet. And then we have several different options of how we want bullet to notify us of any kind of M plus one queries. One of the easiest ways is simply to just do a rails logger. And with this, we'll get that text at the bottom of our request within our Rails logs that would just show us the potential improvements. However, one thing that we may need to do is because this is not going to be within our production environment, which means that there's a chance that the production environment may not even install the bullet gem, that you may want to put a wrapper around all of these configuration settings. So we could do something like an if defined and then bullet then we would execute anything within this block. Otherwise, it would just gracefully continue on with the application. 
And in the README of the Bullet Gem, there are several different options that you can also use. If you use Sentry for your error logging, then you can tap into Sentry as well within the JavaScript console. If you want to have a growl message, which is just a little pop-up with Honey Badger, Airbrake, Rollbar, or if you wanted to post a Slack, then you could do something like that as well. So as an alternative to Bullet, we can also create a concern within our controllers. So within the controllers concerns, I'm going to create a strict queries.rb file. And this is going to be a module. So we'll call the module and then the strict queries. We'll then create a module for our concern. And then we would need to extend the active support concern. We can then create an included do block. And then within here, we would override whatever we would need to. And in this case, we want to override the render action. We're going to take in a few arguments with the arguments and then also the block. So the first thing that we want to do is to return the default behavior if we are within a production environment. So we can simply just call super if it is production. And so we'll then need to create a private method to figure out what this production means. And in this case, because we are within our Rails application, we can simply just do a rails.environment.production. So if we are within our production environment, we're not going to raise any kind of errors. We're just going to continue on with the request. However, if we are within our test environment or if we are within our development environment, we can create a callback and this is going to be a Lambda block. And the request is going to have a name. It's going to have a start time. It's going to have a finish time. It's going to have an idea of the request. And then it's also going to have its payload. And there are certain kind of queries that we would want to ignore by default if it's a schema query or if it's a schema migration load. So we can create a if statement where if it is not should ignore the SQL statement. And then we need to pass in the name of the query and that's going to be within the payload and within the payload, it is a hash. So we can just simply call the name. And so we'll create this private method again. And within this method, we would just want to check if whatever the contents of this array, if it includes the name. So in our case, it's going to be the schema and it's also going to be a active record and then a schema migration load. So if it's not one of those, then we can raise some kind of error. And the error that we want to raise, is just going to be a SQL with a view error. And so to raise this kind of error, we do need to define it because it's just going to inherit from our standard error. Just at the top of our module, I'll just create a class for the SQL within view error. And then we'll inherit this from the standard error. And we can just inline the int statement simply because we're not going to have any content within this class. And so let's go ahead and create a private message for the message that we want to return with this error. And within our message, we do want to display the SQL request. So we could just have something like a SQL request was issued within the view. And then we can put in a new line and then we can pass in our SQL statement. So now within our error, we can pass in our message and then we want to send the payload and we want to return the SQL value. So after the callback, we need to subscribe the active support notifications. So we'll call the active support notifications and then the method subscribed. We need to send our callback. And then we need to pass in the argument, the SQL.active record. And we'll make this a block and we'll simply just call super on here. And so within our controllers, we can then go to our application controller. And then we want to include the strict queries and then the concern. And so now back in our application, we can just refresh on our movies index and then we can see that we got a error and it's our strict queries 
the SQL with view error. And if we go to our trace back, we can see that it is actually being called here at the movies.each. And so this seems like a strange one because it's not really in a partial, it's within our index action, but it is something where the SQL query is actually being triggered right from this view instead of from within our controller. And so within our index action of our movies controller, you can see where we have our movies.all and that looks like it should do it. But if we call a dot load at the end, then we're forcing this query to execute here instead of within our index view. So going back to our application, if we refresh the page now, you can see that we now get our index action and we're no longer getting any kind of errors. However, now if we go into one of our show actions, so if we go into the Dumb and Dumber movie, you can see that we got our strict queries error again, and this time it's coming from the quotes. And if we go into our show page, we can see that this is coming from when we are loading our queries from the quotes. So within our show action, we don't have any code in here. However, we do have a before action, which is calling the method set movie, and this is only happening on these separate actions. So I'm actually going to remove the show action from here just because in these other ones, we may not need to include them. If we look at what the set movie is doing, it's just setting a instance variable movie and it's just finding the movie by the ID. So we'll copy that, come up into our show action, and we'll paste it in here. After the movie class, we can do a includes and we're going to include our quotes. And so now refreshing again, we still get an error, but this time, it's coming from the users, because if you remember, we're showing the users that were submitted for each quote. If we go in our traceback, you can see that we're now within our quotes and then the quote partial. So to include the users for the quotes, I'm actually going to move this colon to the end, and then we want to include our quotes for the movies, but then for the quotes, we also want to include the user. If we save that and then come back to our application and refresh, we now get no errors when we are showing this. And now if we look at this, we have our movie controller and it's our show action. And then we're getting our movie, we're getting our quotes. And then for the quotes, we're getting the users and we only are making the three queries. If you look to see where each one of these is being called from, it's happening all within our controllers instead of our views now. And doing these kind of enhancements is going to make it a lot quicker whenever we're rendering our partials. So you can see that this quote partial was rendered 20 times. And if we had to make separate fetches on the database 20 different times, then that could definitely slow down this application. And this episode was an inspiration from the project Strip Templates by Kelly Sutton. However, this has not been maintained for some time. And I found that its code and its logic was simple enough to where it really didn't need to be extracted into a gem that it could fit safely within my own application because it had its own proper place in the application concerns. And I found that it doesn't work with Rails 5 applications. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for watching.